Hi everyone, and today we're going to be thinking about the question why you should go to church every week, even when it's hard. Now we live in a world where it's harder than ever to get to church. There are just so many things to stop you from getting there on a Sunday. So there's lots of sports activities happen on a Sunday, all of the shops are open, a lot of people are working on Sundays, some people are working uh, six days a week, so maybe Sunday's the only family time, um, all sorts of other things happening. It's sometimes just easier, for example, to get to a midweek group than it is to a traditional Sunday service. And on top of that, all of the things that you get in church are things which you can get online. So you can listen to sermons online. Obviously, there are podcasts. Um, there are other things that the videos available online, sermons available online. Music is available. You can have it in your car. So you think all of the stuff that I get from church, I can get online so why should i bother going to church on a sunday it's just so hard and in this video i want to give you five reasons why it's important still to go to church on a sunday and to make that a priority obviously there's more things you could say about this i mean i've, I've put five reasons there are a lot more that you could say but let me give you five reasons why I believe the Bible says it's important for us to be in church on a Sunday and we should make that a priority. Reason number one, and that is to obey the fourth commandment, that is the commandment about the Sabbath. Let me read you what it says in Exodus chapter 20. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labour and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So the one reason number one is that God asks us to give one day a week uh, sort of to keep it holy and keep it reserved for him. Now there are a lot of reasons um, behind this. There are kind of they, there's a lot you could say about this one commandment. If you'd like to explore a bit further, then I found a really helpful article by John Piper about the Sabbath, and I put a link to it in the description. And if you look at that, you can click on it and you can read it. But let me read you his summary about what he says. Number one, accept the gift of one day's rest a week. Humble yourselves to believe you need it and be willing to admit that your wealth and your significance and your true advancement in life depend far more on God's labour than on yours. Number two, devote one day a week to focus your attention on God in a special way. Keep a holy day and devote yourself to those things that deepen your love for God. And three, accept where you think obedience to God requires otherwise. Let that day of rest and Godward focus be on the first day of the week as a witness to the world that Jesus Christ is the Lord of your Sabbath and of your life. So that's why it's important to, to meet on a Sunday, you know, because God asks us to keep, you know, one day in the week sort of holy and, and reserved for him. That doesn't mean that we have to be miserable on that day, but rather that we should especially kind of use that day to think about him and to, to do things which kind of bring, bring glory to him in, in a particular way, uh, not working. Uh, and it's not a burden, you know, God, God knows how we're made. He hasn't made us in order to, to kind of put laws on us which are bad for us, but he knows that we need a day of rest and a day of actually taking time out to focus on him a week. 
you know, it's actually good for us to go to church is actually better for our health than to stay away from church. Now, that's one of the that's one of the things that people discover when they go to church. It's actually good for you. And also, you know, whatever else may be going on midweek, that we should prioritise being there on a Sunday. Now, that's why Sundays are important, because it is that that Sabbath day of rest, which God has asked us to keep holy. And unless there are kind of particular special reasons why it shouldn't be, I think we should all meet together as a church on that day of, of the week, on the Sunday. So that's number one. Number two is to be a family. This is what Jesus said in Mark chapter 3, verses 33 to 35. Who are my mother and my brothers, he asked. Then he looked at those seated in a circle round him and said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. So Jesus says that his family is actually not a biological family, but is made up of those who obey God. Now, to be a family is to uh, to be a Christian family. To be a Christian is to belong to God's family, is to belong to the family that, that Jesus was talking about. And this is the thing, that you don't have a day off from your family. You know, when I have a day off, I don't say to my family, oh, well, see you later, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. But rather, you know, we want to be with our family, don't we? And, and that's another reason why it's important to be with our family on the Lord's Day, to be with our church family, because they are real and genuine family. You know, it's not a name, but there, there is a, a real truth in this, that our church family, fellow Christians, should be our family, perhaps even closer than our, our biological family. And for many people, that is, in fact, the case. And in the early church, they used to meet together every day. You know, we know this from, um, for example, in Acts chapter 2, verse 46, they had everything in common. They would meet together every day in the temple courts. And that's what the early church used to do. They used to prioritise meeting together because they recognised this kind of family aspect of things. I think so often in the church today that gets lost. But we are a family. We should prioritise it. We should prioritise seeing and being with the other members of our family. And, you know, a family, it teaches children about what is right as well. And one of the really important things in any family is teaching children the right way to kind of how to grow up and how, how to be when they grow up. And setting that pattern of getting to church is a really important thing. Teaching them that they're part of the family of God and they belong as well. I remember one of the most helpful things which my mum and dad did when I was younger is bring me to church and help me to set that pattern just to say this is a priority for us. And it helped set me on the right path for the rest of my life, setting, giving me a helpful pattern that, you know, I belong to the family of God as a child. And I hope that my children also will, uh, that will be a pattern which they will continue uh, going to church, being part of God's family because of the way that they've been brought up. And we also have an obligation uh, to one another. This is point number three, to love one another. This is what Jesus says in John chapter 13, 34 and 35. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. How many times is it possible to say love one another in uh, one or two short sentences? That's what Jesus calls us to do. First of all, we're called, first and foremost, to, to love and to serve God. 
and then to love each other. As Jesus says, that's the second greatest commandment, to love, to love others as you love yourself. And especially to love our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, fellow Christians. And the thing is that we can't love each other if we don't see each other. You know, if we never see each other, then we can't obey that command. That one of the, the implications of this command is actually taking the time and effort to to meet and to, to see other Christians. You know, when we meet together in church on a Sunday, it's not just time for, you know, a bit of me time, time for me to enjoy a nice sermon and some nice singing and what have you. But it's a time to actually give to love others and that's the fundamental thing that we need to understand it's not seeing the world in a kind of me focused it's all about my needs sort of a way but actually seeing what can I do to give what can I do to love others how can I love others on a on a Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon or whenever your church service may happen to be how can I love them as my fellow brothers and sisters my fellow family in Christ and, you know, that's the thing that meeting on a Sunday should be the minimum, you know, not the maximum. That It's not the case that we get together on a Sunday and then never see, see each other for the rest of the week. It doesn't mean that we should always be going to church meetings, but we should be loving one another and caring for one another throughout the week and kind of expressing that maybe through a text or through a phone call or through an email or Facebook or, or whatever, you know, that we, we show love and care for each other through the week. But especially that when we meet together on a Sunday, that's really important. And point number four, one of the ways that we can show our love and care is by encouraging others. And this is what it says in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. And, you know, this is what I really want to say, especially if you're a parent with younger children um, or for, for other reasons, you find it difficult to get to church. You know that it can be difficult to get to church and, and everyone understands that. But just think how encouraging it is to everyone else to see, yes, it's difficult, but you made the effort to get to church, even though it's difficult, even though you may turn up late with kids crying and kids running around or what have you. You know, even despite those things, it's just such an encouragement to everyone in the church to know that you prioritised seeing them, that you prioritised worshipping God and that it was so important to you that you made that effort to get there. You know, just turning up to church is victory, even if it doesn't feel like it to you. Just getting there is a victory and it, it is an encouragement to everyone else and we need that encouragement you know we need that encouragement of seeing that other people feel it's worth it as well that other people feel like however difficult it is church is worth it to get to that is an encouragement in itself to other people and the effect don't you know just don't underestimate the effect that it can have even if you're late even if you've got kids running around or misbehaving or whatever just how um, valuable it is that other people see that you've taken the trouble to come to church and to get there uh, and it's a real encouragement to them and don't underestimate it and you know we can encourage one another as well with the gospel and with the things that God has been doing in our lives you know the time after church I always try and say it not just a chit chat 
it is a time to actually help each other and encourage one another with the gospel. You know, if someone's going through a hard time, you can say, oh yeah, I, I've been through a similar time and, and I found this helpful. You know, I found this Bible passage helpful or I'll pray for you. Now, all of those just simple things that we can encourage one another with and that we can, um, you know, we can be encouraged by the preaching of the word together. You know, I think that having a sermon on a Sunday rather than listening to it on the internet I think the internet's great and that's why I do this videos, this podcast. I think it's really great thing to do kind of midweek if you're doing the washing up or you're, um, you know, you just listen to it in the car or whatever you're doing. You know, I think this is a great way of getting um, some Bible teaching midweek, but it can't replace hearing a sermon on a Sunday with the people in your church, your family, hearing it all together, being encouraged by the teaching of the word uh, together. And you can kind of say, well, what do you think about that? You know, how do I apply this in my life? And, you know, you can grow and learn together with fellow Christians in your area. And finally, fifthly and finally, is to grow in holiness. This is what it says in in Colossians chapter 3, 12 to 16. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. So this is a picture of what it means to grow in holiness. But let me ask you a question. Is this something which can be fulfilled on your own? That the whole thing is shot through with being, it's addressed to the church. It's not addressed to an individual. It's not saying sing to to God, psalms, hymns and spiritual songs at home on your own, but do it with other Christians. It's not saying, you know, let the message of Christ dwell among you at home as you sit listening to a podcast or listening to a sermon at home, but actually as you teach and admonish one another and, uh, and bear with one another. And, you know, we are called to holiness, but we are called to holiness in community because God's not just forming us as a team of individuals, but building us into a church, into a family together. That's what the church is supposed to be. It's not supposed to be each individual Christian staying at home and really meeting with other Christians, but it's a family. And that's why church is so important. And that's why prioritising going to church and being part of that family, growing in holiness, bearing with one another, encouraging one another, letting the word of Christ dwell richly among us. That's so important because that is the way that God has ordained to to help us to grow as Christians. You know, individual is important, but being in church, being part of that, that is really uh, important. And so uh, God is, is building a new community. And when we go to church on a Sunday, that is what we are saying. We are saying this is the family. This is the community that God is building. And he dwells here by his spirit. It's not just me, but it's us. Not thinking about I and me, but thinking about us and we. We need to change our attitude in our in our thinking. Let me just finish by uh, by giving one big caveat, which is and I've kind of painted a very idyllic, a perfect picture of the church as I've been going through. No church will ever be like that. 
you will never get to a church where they are a perfect family or where everyone loves each other in that way or everything is just perfect. Someone once made the joke that if you ever find a perfect church, don't join it because you'll spoil it, um, which I think is actually quite insightful. But this is the thing that it's our responsibility to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. You know, God has not given us the option of saying, well, that church isn't perfect, so I'm going to stay away. I'm just going to go and get stuff from the Internet by myself. I'm not going to actually be part of the church because by being a Christian, you are part of the church and that it's our responsibility to be part of the church and to love and to serve and to help all of those kind of things that we don't get the excuse of saying well that church isn't perfect so I'm going to stay away but actually it's our responsibility to be part of it to be part of the solution to be the one who loves and and prays for for people and helps to change the the culture and the attitude in a church because you can make a difference and God if we pray to him, God will make a real difference in the church if we trust him. And if you go with the attitude, I want to be the loving and caring and kind of compassionate member of the church and love my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ as God wants me to. That can make a huge difference. So we just really need to be there. That's the thing, you know, changing our attitude from thinking about church is somewhere I go to get stuff for myself. But church is somewhere I go to give. Church is somewhere I go to fulfil the obligations that God has given me to love others, to encourage others. You know, think, how can I love others? How can I encourage them? Well, one big way is by going to church, by being there, by going with that attitude. I'm going to be the church. I'm going to love and I'm going to fulfil these obligations that God has given us. So I hope that you found these five reasons kind of helpful. Don't forget to have a look down in the description below if you want to read that article about the Sabbath. And if you've enjoyed this, uh, please do click the like button or the um, whatever it is. Just click something if you're watching this on YouTube or on Facebook or podcast or whatever. There'll be something you can click to express appreciation. I don't know what it is. It just helps me out and it helps new people to kind of find, um, find this video podcast um, wherever you're listening. So thanks very much for watching and I hope to see you again for another one of these very soon. God bless.